Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 154, Recognizing and Reversing Lifestyle Creep. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about lifestyle creep and lifestyle inflation. Ooh. So yeah. tricky, but not that tricky. Not, not that tricky. We have been seeing a lot of people in the Frugal Friends community uh, on Facebook have been paying off debt like crazy. You guys yes. have been having awesome success. We see you and we celebrate you. And so this one is specifically for you guys who are there, who are working on furthering your other financial goals and maybe close to debt freedom, close to working on other financial goals. This is going to be a really good gut check for you to keep with you moving forward. Because mm. uh, I know we're three years out of paying off our student loans and I needed this gut check for sure. <laughs> when I saw this topic and this outline, I was reading the articles. I'm like, oh, is this for me? Is Jen, is this like a back door to <laughs> is this like an intervention? Me? Yeah, right. What's happening here? No, I think, I think people are going to come in behind the door behind you, Jill, because this is planned. <laughs> it just comes with the territory, I think, as, yeah. as we accomplish goals or even if we earn raises within the jobs that. That we're mm-hmm. in, or we have a career change and we see a different income level. Whatever the circumstances are, there are opportunities throughout life where we can experience lifestyle creep. So I'm looking forward to talking about what this is and how to be careful and prevent this. Yes. So first, we want to shout out our sponsors. Yes. This episode is brought to you by, drumroll please, <laughs> the Frugal Friends Florida meet up. It is April 17th. So if you are in Florida, there is no reason you should not be at our meetup in St. Petersburg (laughs) unless you physically can't get there. 
Right. I mean, Florida is a big state, but yeah, you should drive three hours. Right. (laughs) Or if you have reward points, you got a flight, nobody else is flying right now, so come on down. But we are doing a meetup in St. Petersburg. You can get more info about that at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash meetup. It will be outside. It will be safe, as safe as we can get it, and we will just be you know, geeking out about frugality, there will be some food and we're going to write it off on our taxes. So <laughs> that's that. Good summary, Jen. Yeah. Let us, yeah, let us know you you're coming. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash meetup. Oh, this episode is also brought to you by The Creep Detector. For all those strolls through the park, blind dates, or literally waiting in any line anywhere, it's the extension of your instincts and gives you that added security and clarity when you are indeed within a 15-foot radius of a creep. Creep Detector. Use code SLIMY for a 10% discount. Also, trust your instincts. It was good when I read it, and it's better when I heard you say it. (laughs) Thank you. Sometimes my fake sponsor is good. Sometimes it's mediocre, but uh, I was definitely Sometimes laughing to myself about this one. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we are not talking about those types of creeps. Uh, <laughs> we are talking about lifestyle creep, which isn't a bad thing. Let's like get this out of the way. It is okay when you are increasing your income and lowering your expenses and you have developed values-based spending to spend a little more. Mm -hmm. on the things that you love when you have the capacity to. But we want to avoid falling back into traps that we worked really hard to get out of. Mm, Thanks for saying that, Jen, because I think sometimes I can get confused on, oh man, I used to be able to live off of so much less what's happening to me, but it was just the reality that I was living very meagerly. And now I'm living just a bit more normally or typically. It's kind of unrealistic Mm -hmm. to expect that my expenses are going to be the same living in a home that I own as when I lived in a vehicle. So Yeah. yeah, it is helpful to kind of keep into perspective what is lifestyle creep versus why is just kind of what comes with the territory of maybe taking on some new expenses, but not necessarily unwise expenses. Absolutely. This is where we're going to talk, though, about when our saving is not keeping up with our spending, as we might see some flux within our income. So we'll get to that. Yeah. But thanks for that caveat. Of course. Let's define first baseline what is lifestyle creep, also known as lifestyle inflation. So for the purposes of this episode, it's basically when you kind of get a raise or even not. Maybe it's just your living life and you see other people getting more things just as life progresses. Like I know that it's not even that I'm getting raises. It's just that I'm in my 30s and I see people getting second houses and better cars. And it's, I thought I'd be okay. Like when I was in my 20s, like when I bought a house, when I upgraded my car, but no, now I'm in the 30s and everybody's buying like new houses now and they're upgrading to like minivans and stuff. That's the lifestyle creep that we're talking about is just increasing 
more than what your surplus is. So when we don't keep these two in balance, then we start to develop habits and lifestyles where our spending can outpace our earning. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow, steady increase, but it does make an impact long-term. Or your spending exactly matches your income and there's no room for any level of increased savings or debt payoff or you name it. And it's tough because on the one hand, it's good to have goals and to have drivers and motivators and be on to the next thing. But sometimes our desire to be on to the next thing decreases our ability to be content in the moment and kind of live within or below our means so as to, yeah, get at some of these other goals. So it's that it's that radical middle again of holding on to some motivation and some long-term dreams and goals and hopes while also learning contentedness currently. Absolutely. Yeah. So our first article today is from Forbes and it's by Kristen McKenna. It's called The True Cost of Lifestyle Inflation. And so I liked this one because it really dives into like how lifestyle inflation can derail your finances. So you get to the points, I'm sure we know like older adults, our parents and stuff, and we're like, how did you get here? Mm -hmm. How did you get to this place? And this is how. So it can, over time, small adjustments. So a new car with a down payment and a higher monthly payment, some new furniture, maybe we start paying for a laundry service or a cleaning or a better gym membership. All of these things, individually, not a big deal. But after doing them and compounding after a few years, 10, 15 years, they make up a lot of our budget. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure if you've started paying off debt maybe a little later in life in your 30s or 40s, I don't call that later in life, you're still in the prime of your (laughs) life, but you can see it. You've already already experienced lifestyle creep versus other people who start paying off debt in their 20s. I like how they describe it as when your expenses increase with your income and that it's mostly an issue when your savings doesn't keep up. They give a lot of really great tangible examples of how something like this might happen. And you might be spending more, let's say somebody gets a raise, the majority of that can often go to what you're describing, Jen, a new car, the the gym membership, the you name it, and the savings does not increase to the same percentages, even though the income has. I also want to state here at this point that what we're talking about here doesn't just apply to those who are increasing wealth significantly. This can happen to anyone in any bracket of earnings, right? Let's say we've got somebody who was was making minimum wage and now they earned a dollar extra an hour. Anybody in any situation can experience this lifestyle creep, lifestyle inflation. It's something we all need to keep a pulse on. And as you mentioned at the top of the episode, Jen, it's not even just about earning raises. It might just be about I've paid off debt and so now I've got an increase of spendable money mm-hmm. or savable money depending on how you're looking at it. So any type of, or I 
decreased my housing expenses. And so I've got more available money to me. Maybe it's not even about an income increase. So we're talking to anybody at any life stage in this. It's something we all need to be aware of. Mm -hmm. I love this um, headline from the article. It says, lifestyle inflation is like running in place. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. You you think in your 20s, you're like, oh, when I'm finally making like 20 grand more than I'm making now in like 20 years, then I'll really be able to save for retirement. Then I'll really be able to make a dent in my finances. But it's it's so possible to just run in place. And when you're getting that raise, you're like, oh, I've worked so hard. I deserve this. And chances are in a few years when you get another raise, you're going to deserve more stuff. It's about what you want from life. Mm -hmm. And if you, it's not a problem to treat yourself when you deserve it. But do you want to deserve things now or do you want to balance it out and deserve things in the future too, like in retirement? and possibly early retirement, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to balance out when you are treating yourself when you get these raises. Mm, Jen, it's not about what you deserve. It's about what you want out of life. Mic drop. Oh, thank you. I can't. It's on a stand. I (laughs) I can't. And it would be uh, an auditory nightmare. So... I like the tips that they give in here. They just give three, and of course, we'll get into more tips in the next article, but they do give some ideas on ways that we can avoid some of this lifestyle inflation. And one of them is to automate savings. It's a really simple one, but a really useful and helpful one because we often aren't going to have sights on, oh, am I saving for... 30, 40, 50 years down the road this week, we're more concerned with what's happening in our current lives right now. So letting these automations do it for us, automatically save to your 401k, automatically save to your Roth IRA, automatically save into your savings account, put these things on automation so that it's happening. When you get that raise or when you pay off that debt, increase the amount that you're giving. Max out uh, your retirement savings and then move on to other savings accounts. Don't just stop there, but put it on automation. That's one of the best tips that we can give to ourselves and one of the best gifts we can give to ourselves. Yeah. So once your emergency fund is fully stacked in a high-yield savings account, then focus on your Roth IRA. There is literally like no reason to not max out your Roth IRA every year unless you just literally don't have the money to pay your bills. But it's such a low minimum given everything else in the scope. Like your 401k is like nineteen five, So it's just $6,000 a year in a Roth IRA. It's so good. And you might think like, hey, I don't have enough to max out my Roth IRA. That's $500 a month. I don't have that. It is going to be so much easier to do it earlier in life than to do it later in life. Mm -hmm. You have to invest so much less the earlier you start versus if you start later. A lot of people don't realize this, but this is how compound interest works. Like if I am investing, you know, $100 a month right now and I slowly start to increase that and I'm maxing it out, you know, by the end of the year, then I can invest Gosh, sometimes I actually did the math on this the other day. It can be like $100,000 less 
and still get to the point of a million dollars at the same time. You know, if you start when you're 20, you're going to spend like $100,000 less than somebody who starts at 30 or something. Mm -hmm. The math is not correct on that. But you get what I'm saying. Time in the market is much more powerful than the amount invested. And so even if you feel that it is difficult to save, do it anyway. Do what you can with what you have and automate it so you don't have to think about it. It's that whole notion of pay yourself first. That's what we're talking about. And if you just have that automatically coming out every time you get paid or whatever, then you don't notice it. So when your income goes up, like if you're already maxing out your Roth IRA, you can't do any more. So if I get 20 extra bucks a month, I don't have to feel guilty about spending all of that because I'm already doing what I can with what I have. So stuff like that, setting yourself up, maybe suffering for like a year or two on a tight budget so that you can utilize those raises and stuff mm. when they come and enjoy them. Nice. And the third tip on here is to spend responsibly. There's not much more I'm going to say on this because we're going to get into more tips in the next article. Certainly lots of Frugal Friends podcast episodes on this, mindful spending, Mm -hmm. being more in tune with the decisions, understanding ourselves and what might lead to some of those impulse purchases, and really being a whole lot more intentional to spend responsibly, being a good steward of our money so that we don't find ourselves in this place of lifestyle creep. Mm Mm-hmm. And if for some reason you do have more money to invest beyond your Roth IRA, it also says on here to invest outside of your retirement accounts. So definitely focus on your tax-advantaged accounts first, because why wouldn't you? You save a lot of money in taxes with them. So um, Roth IRA, if you're eligible, Roth 401k, regular 401k, stuff like that, depending on what your income is and what you're, you know, what you plan to do in the future, that's going to determine whether you do Roth or regular. But beyond that, you can invest for some things, mainly real estate and homes, I think is probably what I would say. Or if you are maybe like a doctor or something, you want to buy a practice down the road, something like that. But you can open just a brokerage and save in a really conservative index fund and save like that. And this says it's for like high earners. So this is definitely not the norm. Uh, I think most people will just be focusing on their retirement accounts, but it is an option. The article does mention it. Mm -hmm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month 
when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So let's talk about our next article, which we're going to dive in some actual tangible tips to avoid lifestyle creep. And this is from Savology.com. It's Lifestyle Creep 101, Eight Ways to Avoid Lifestyle Creep by Chris Borgeson. What do you like about this one, Jill? This is a great one. I like all of the tips on here. I think, of course, they pair beautifully with so many of our frugality concepts. There's a quote in here that I just want to read aloud because I think it helps us to get a grasp on this. They say, getting a raise and increasing your income should be looked at as an opportunity to improve your savings rate and retirement accounts. Instead, it's often perceived as an open invitation to spend more and to spend often. Mm-hmm. And I what stood out to me about this quote is the perspective shift. I think we talk about that so much as we look at our spending and our habits and how to live a more frugal lifestyle. This is it that shifting some of those thought patterns to when more money comes in or when I see an opening in my income that my mind should immediately go to what is the best way to utilize this money? Where can I be saving this? Where can I be investing this? Or what debt can I be paying off with this rather than uh, what what nice luxury item can I get for myself? How can I spend this? How can I get rid of this as fast as I can on something that is super mindless? So I like that shift to start to train ourselves to think in that way mm-hmm. where the long-term benefits come first rather than the short-term benefits. Yeah. I read a statistic uh, the other day that says most side hustlers, most people that have a side gig or something, are just doing it for extra spending money. And how crazy is that? The the first uh, TikTok video that I had that went uber viral was how you could make a million dollars with any side hustle. But it involved you had to make 150 bucks a week with your side hustle. If for some reason you're a W-2 at your side hustle, you could do $115 a week. But If you just find a side hustle that makes you $150 a week, and instead of spending that $150 a week on eating out and stuff, instead you invest it in a Roth IRA, an S&P 500 index fund, and in 35 years, you would have $1 million from that side hustle alone. And only $210,000 is money that was actually made from the side hustle. The other 800 was made from compound interest in the market. So it's amazing. If you could, I mean, that's opportunity cost, right? Like if you can put your excess and your surplus to good use, and it doesn't even have to be like in the stock market, that's just a very common example, but 
to good use, you will get so much down the road. And it'll free up other income. I mean, especially if it's a side hustle, it'll free you up with other income that you can spend Mm. without guilt. Probably most people weren't expecting the 35-year piece, but you'll thank yourself (laughs) in 35 years. Yeah. I mean, and that's using only a Roth IRA. That's not counting any 401k or any other stock market investing that you do. Like, that's just one really low max account. And the reason it's 150 is because you have to put some away for taxes and expenses in the side hustle, but... Yeah, the math works out and it's crazy. So definitely looking for ways is like, how can I use my surplus? Or even when you don't get a raise, maybe you cut an expense and it's like, okay, how can I be a good steward of this money? Like I don't have debt anymore. I don't have a goal that's immediate. And so what can I do with this money that's going to be good? I don't need to save an emergency fund anymore. So I think it's good to have... I don't think this is one of the eight, but to have shorter term. Oh, yeah, it is. It's number two. It's the one I'm reading right now Uh, (laughs) to set and track financial goals. So for me, I think that's like having shorter term financial goals. So not just the goals that are I want to have a million dollars and retire at 60, Mm -hmm. but to have like five year goals. Like you need goals and even two year goals. Like if we don't have those goals that we can get immediately, then it's going to be a lot harder to stick with them. And I think that's why like financial independence, the FIRE movement is really popular with some people is because it takes that long-term goal and it gets it closer and that makes it easier for them Mm. to wrap their mind around. But instead, if you don't want to be that gung-ho about it, you can keep your retirement age at, you know, 60, 65, and and just have smaller goals before then. Mm-hmm. The other, so we want to go through all eight tips. So I'll jump back yeah, to number sorry, one. No, that's fine. It's, <laughs> number one is one-time rewards. So it's going to sound like we're talking out of both sides of our mouths, but bear with us where we're talking about not just giving ourselves what we deserve. We earned it. No, we can still do that, right? If we've accomplished a big goal and that's what's freed up our income or we changed careers and we got a raise or we're in our same career and we got a bump in our salary, fantastic. Those things are worth celebrating. We're not living life if we're not like congratulating ourselves or celebrating some of these things. But the point that this article is making that I agree with is to say, let's plan for that celebration. Let's celebrate it one time and even go all out, but do it once. Mm -hmm. This isn't a ongoing, oh, well, I got a raise, so therefore I can go and do all of the things every day, spend more, spend often. No, we're going to do one thing. We'll go on a vacation. We will go out to a really nice restaurant. We will, you name it, Mm -hmm. do the thing, get the reward, but then rein it back in and live an ongoing, consistent lifestyle below your means that prioritizes savings rather than the constant rewards. Mm -hmm. Plan it for one time. Love that tip. Yeah. And it can become like, if you have a few hard weeks at work and you're like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to treat myself because I've had a hard week. 
it becomes easier to do that every every few weeks and then it's every other week mm-hmm. and then it's every Friday and before you even realize that you're doing it so many times a month. Mm-hmm. So being aware and just a little bit of planning goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not outspending your earning, if you're spending a lot, this article gave the example of going out to dinner constantly and spending, you know, $100 or more out to dinner. Yeah. That's even if you can afford that, think of the opportunity cost of that, Mm -hmm. where that money could be going if saved or invested or towards debt, you name it. Think about what you really love about going out to eat too. Maybe if you're treating yourself, maybe. Maybe you don't need to go to the $100 restaurant. Maybe all you want to do is just have a nice dinner where somebody waits on you and does the dishes. Could you get the same thing done for $50 and then you have that other $50? So being intentional about that as well. Or just like, could your spouse or roommate do that for you? (laughs) And pay them $25. (laughs) Pay them nothing. Just, you know, do a trade-off. Let us know how it goes. Tonight, you're cooking and cleaning. Uh, So we went through number two, which was set Mm -hmm. and track financial goals. The number three is budget your spending money. You knew it was coming. There's there's no way we're going to go through reining in spending and not talk about a budget. It's funny. Every time I put this in our outline, I always think that there's got to be like a new fun way to present what a budget is. (laughs) It's always the same. I can't give you anything different. We're just going to keep coming back to this. Mm -hmm. We've got a budget. We've got to budget our spending money really just to have a snapshot of the money coming in, the money going out to create greater freedom of what we're able to spend, how we're saving. And budgets even serve as a tracking mechanism of where is my money going? Certainly we want to we want budgets to do the next step of telling our money where it's going, but it certainly does act as a nice way to track as well. Am I spending in certain categories more than I want to be spending? Can I be spending more wisely, saving more wisely? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely going to be a part of keeping a handle on, keeping the reins on, not experiencing lifestyle inflation. Yeah. And I think, Jill, you do a really good job of sustainable budgeting. Is like doing the budget and then doing every two weeks doing the check-in. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's really good. Once you've paid off your debt and you've got your emergency fund and you're kind of just living, then you don't have to be super vigilant about your budget. It says it's that's not a sustainable lifestyle. And I know for me, that is why like it's hard. I don't love budgeting. And so it's hard for me to keep track. But last night, Jill, you'd be so proud of me. We did Mm. go through our expenses for the first half of the month. We did it. You're having an amazing week so far. You got, you <laughs> crushed it this morning between exercise and showering and budgeting last night. My goodness. Yeah, but I thought about you Good and start. how you'd be proud of me. I am proud of you, Jen. I'm always proud of you. But I will say when you are frugal and when you are intentional about not allowing lifestyle creep to come into your life, you don't have to be so strict about your budget. You're literally just checking in mm-hmm. to make sure there's nothing weird in your accounts, like there's no like identity theft mm-hmm. or there's no weird transactions. You're doing like a, just a five-minute check. 
And that's the benefit of being frugal is that you don't have to worry about so much. That is a benefit of budgeting. We just in the last, my last two week check-in, I saw some charges that I didn't recognize. And sure enough, my card had been compromised. So I was able to be on top of that immediately. I mean, thankfully, my card reimburses that money. I've not lost it. But it was a whole lot less to go through because I am keeping a pulse on it regularly and was able to remedy it quickly. Mm -hmm. So the fourth one on here I've already talked about, it's max out your retirement funds. And so this is a good short-term goal. So first, getting a match if it's available to you. Second, getting your IRA maxed out. That's just $6,000 a year. And then going back to your 401k if that's what you want to do. And that's, again, nineteen five. So if you are lucky enough to be able to go beyond that, then you can definitely invest in a regular brokerage. But um, I think for most people, the goal of just maxing out retirement funds is absolutely sufficient. Mm-hmm. And depending on when you start, you may not even need to max, but it's definitely a great goal. Yeah. And beyond that, once you've maxed out retirement funds, if you are fortunate enough to be earning an income where there's extra money above and beyond that, you can certainly consider investing that extra money. This article mentions beefing up your emergency fund. Certainly, we would recommend three to six months living expenses. Well, that's a little bit beyond an emergency fund, but depending on your circumstances, that might be what you want to aim for. Six months is reasonable now. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody is blinking an eye at a six-month emergency fund now. Like That's becoming the standard. And a high interest account for your sinking funds. There's a lot of different places that we can be putting our money before we're just blowing it on things we don't actually Mm -hmm. need. Absolutely. Six is to avoid dramatic life changes. Mm. And this is interesting because you can't you can't always avoid dramatic life changes. I don't, I mean, if I could avoid dramatic life changes, I absolutely would, but (laughs) most of the time you cannot. So I guess if you love drama, just try not to put too much in your life. (laughs) I took that one to mean just because you might earn more income doesn't mean that you should go out and drastically change your lifestyle. Meaning just because you could afford a brand new, really nice car, don't. Just because you could afford to now increase your the square footage of your living space, don't. That's how I took mm-hmm. that. A lot of times when we do earn you know, increases in salary. It's like, let me go out and do this dramatic thing in my life that now I'm going to have to keep up with. I'm going to have to keep up with this higher mortgage, this higher car payment, you name it. Which actually is what we will be seeing now. A lot of people are getting houses at low interest rates and they may be getting more house than they can afford. Mm -hmm. And we may see people struggling with mortgage payments in the future. So this is definitely a time, like if you're getting, if you've got a mortgage payment that you feel like is a stretch, this is definitely the time to lower your expenses just in case your salary doesn't pace on track with what you think it will. Because, I mean, most people are not making $50,000 and then going out and getting a $100,000 job. They're getting 3% raises. So I think definitely, I mean, if you do come into money, um, whether it's from a life insurance payout or something, yeah, don't 
make dramatic life changes. If you have a like mental breakdown, which is these are totally normal. It's nothing to be like ashamed of. But if you are experiencing, you know, emotional things where you're like, I need to change everything, definitely seek help before you start spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime we experience a big transition, it's not the time that we want to be making big decisions. Wherever possible, mm-hmm. we want to kind of maintain stability. Uh, yeah. So if you've got a transition in your career, it's not the time to also be <laughs> going out and spending on these things that you're going to have to keep up with. Number seven on here is to review and change your circle. I love this one. Jen, I know you love to talk about this one. And and I do affirm it. While I haven't had to experience this in my personal life, thank goodness for a really great community of friends, I do see this happening, that the circle and community that we're in does have a big impact on even just our worldview, our outlook. And so if we're finding ourselves in a community or circle of friends where it's all about the next thing that we're going to spend on, keeping up with the Joneses, getting that next car, that next house, spending, 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 going out to eat constantly, then that is where we want to do an audit on who am I allowing myself to be primarily influenced by. Again, that doesn't mean that we can't be friends with wealthy or unwealthy people, but what are their expectations on us? Are they giving us a hard time guilt tripping for not doing the things that they're doing? That's when we want to maybe introduce some other people into that circle or step away from that circle for a time if it's proving toxic. Not all wealthy or unwealthy people are toxic. So right, it's mm-hmm. it's a matter of what is the influence of that relationship. Certainly find friends like Jen who are going to sit you down and say, you need to be investing in a Roth IRA. Let me set this up for you right now. <laughs> Those are the good influences. <laughs> not only someone who's not going to pressure you into bad things, but someone who's going to pressure you into good things. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm glad you so appreciated amazing. that. I Thank did you. appreciate that. I'm, and oh my goodness, 55-year-old me is going to appreciate you even mm-hmm. more. So Time in the market. So I love this one. It's so nuanced. And yeah, I have experienced it in my life. And I had a fantastic group of friends. They were great then. They are great now. They were great the whole time. But they spend, spend money to have fun. And I couldn't afford it or at least not to reach the financial goals I had at the time. And so they weren't pressuring me. They were just doing what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't going to come along, they weren't going to change for me. They weren't ready. They weren't in a place to do that. And so I had to find other friends. And so I was kind of forced into this mindset. But I found, and there's a saying that goes like, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I found that to be true when I was kind of forced into having other friends that weren't so spendy, I spent a lot less and I did just as much stuff as I did before. And now I count all of the people as my friends. Like, and there's just, there's no like people that spend money are not bad people. You just have to be intentional with the people you spend the most time with. Yeah. 
that's my two cents on that. Well said. So the last one on the list is to create a financial plan and stick to it. Um, And so this is not necessarily a financial plan that you create with a financial planner, though you could. I personally don't think you need one of those until you kind of get closer to retirement. So you could for sure uh, do this on your own at first. But kind of saying like, okay, what do we want to do in life that's going to cost money? Do I want to work? Do I want to start my own business? Do I want to be a stay-at-home parent? Do we want to adopt? Like, what are the things that are going to cost money? When do we want to retire? Why do we want to retire at that age? Don't just, Let's just not pick arbitrary numbers for our retirement anymore. Like, let's be intentional with the numbers we choose, the age, for retirement. Mm-hmm. So kind of getting a sense of the numbers and creating a savings plan around that and automating it. I really like this one. And I think as we explore this topic, I have gotten more in touch with my own financial story and why I approach money the way that I approach it. I think it's a good exercise for all of us to kind of dig deeper at different points. And being that I am accustomed to having very little money, or being in low-earning, low-income jobs, I never really had to consider these pieces before. It was enough to say, am I paying my bills? It wasn't really much about where are the best places to put my money because I didn't have the money to make those decisions with. That mindset works when when you're in a low income earning position. But if your lifestyle changes, these are the things that we need to start thinking about. And I've found myself in that position. Thank goodness, some of the decisions that I've made and the ways that I've invested in myself and my education, I am earning more and I'm needing to consider some of these things. The lifestyle that I used to live is not working anymore. I'm Because I hadn't previously considered where do I put excess money, I didn't have any excess money to consider that with. <laughs> but yet now kind of reaching that place. And so if that's you or if you hope that that's you at some point, these are the things that we need to be thinking about, not just a budget, but also what's my financial plan? If I ever do have money, what am I going to do with that? If we don't have a plan going into it, it will go. It will be spent. It will be accounted for if we're not intentional and mindful about it. So I just want to state that for those who might find themselves in a similar place to where I have found myself, recognizing that mindset can be helpful in yeah, moving forward well and even knowing what should I be having my sights on because I've never had to consider this before. Good word. Good word. You know what else is a good word? Mm, Tell me, Jen. The The Bill of the the Week! That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hello, my name is Haley. I wanted to call in my bill of the week, which is my car payment. Um, So this comes with a little bit of a story, but it is a pretty exciting story. Um, with some twists and turns. So here it goes. My husband and I were meant to get married back in May, but of course, due to the pandemic, we had to push our wedding date back and we pushed it till September. 
So we had been saving for about a year for all our wedding expenses that we were anticipating. But when August rolled around, we realized that our wedding was still not going to be what we thought it would be. So we made the decision to still get married in September, but we dramatically downsized our wedding guest count to make it safe for everybody who was attending. So dramatically downsizing our wedding guest count meant that we were saving a lot of money on our wedding um, that we hadn't anticipated saving. So after the wedding, we realized we had a lot of leftover money that we didn't end up spending, but we had already saved. So what we decided to do with that was we decided to pay my car off. So right now I'm recording this in my car, which I paid off, which is very exciting. So yeah, due to downsizing our wedding in the pandemic, um, we were able to pay my car off. So that's my bill of the week. Thank you guys so much for what you do. And I love your podcast and have a great day. Haley. First, I'm so sad that your wedding was not what you pictured, but in five years, it won't matter. But your paid off car will. Mm. That's awesome. Yes. There's so many amazing things in this. And I just want to highlight, Haley, your choice to focus on some of the gratitude pieces within COVID. I mean, what an amazing disappointment it is to have your wedding interrupted by this pandemic. And yet to look at the ways that there's kindnesses in the midst of it and really good things that have come out of some really awful things. So well done in looking at this where there could potentially be lifestyle inflation with your saved money and just paying off your car. What an amazing way to use that extra money and also to be looking at the bright side and some of the good things that have come out of this time. And congratulations on getting married. Yay! Um, Yeah. And doing some really great things with that saved money. Awesome. All right. So our next bill of the week. Hi, Jen and Jill. My name is Rochelle Pond, and I'm so excited to submit a bill of the week. But first, I just want to say say that I am so thankful I found you guys over a year ago. You guys have really helped me in my debt-free journey and frugal journey, and I've just enjoyed like listening to you guys talk almost every single week. But um, anyway, so back to the bill of the week. My bill of the week is a bill that I am not having to pay today. Um, I am getting my car back from the mechanic and the repair was about a $2,000 cost. And it turns out that our warranty was still active and our warranty covered it all except for a $100 deductible. So my bill of the week is a $1,900 bill that I'm not having to pay today. And I'm just so thankful that we got that warranty three and a half years ago and that it was still active. So that is my bill of the week. And I hope you guys have a great day. Another car one. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, that's Amazing. Well done. So glad the warranty covered that. I imagine it was probably a bit of work to look into whether or not that was covered, but it really paid off, pun intended. But um, thanks for sharing that, Bill. And thanks for listening in for over a year. So glad to have you part of this community. Yeah, absolutely. We recognize your name from the Frugal Friends community. So Mm -hmm. thank you for being active there as well. I'm participating and helping others. So if you want to submit your bill of the week, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to leave us a bill. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. 
If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And now it's time for the lightning round. All right. So today we are getting real and raw with our lifestyle creep experiences. (laughs) And... (laughs) You just love the vulnerability. Don't the, I? I love I love uh, being vulnerable. Failure stories. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like... So because you love it so much, Jen, you should go first. I love it when people are vulnerable on social media. And so I want to be... Vul- I want to be that for other people. So that's what I'm doing. I am feeling this with small kitchen appliances. So mm. I... <laughs> I've bought my share of small kitchen appliances, and our kitchen is small. And sometimes I wonder, like, why do I have, like, an air fryer instant, like a, it's a ninja foodie, so it's an air fryer and a pressure cooker, and I use it a lot. And then I'm like, but why? Like, I have this over here. This is a large stove. Like, why do I have this? And then I also have a spiralizer. I have a skillet. I have a airless or smokeless grill. That was a gift. Mm. I have so many small kitchen appliances. And the more you have, the more you want is the thing. And I mm. and we say this with decluttering all the time. When you declutter it, you actually want less because it feels complete. But like when you have a lot, you always want the next thing. Mm. And so that has been me recently. I think I definitely need to go through my kitchen and get rid of stuff in there because that's going to spend me some money. Also got a new bicycle, but like that was worth every penny. That's a nice bike. 
You, you did just go on a long yeah, bike we ride. Did, we, so yeah, we did 23 miles Multiple Saturday. benefits. Mm-hmm. That's so, so that's great. That's me. Yeah, you really are crushing this week. Oh, my goodness. I got to keep up. <laughs> the thing is, Jen, you use your – I mean, not to – I'll let you have your truth, but – you use your air fryer combo ninja thing. And I can't help but wonder how much that has helped in cooking at home. For someone who I know, hopefully I'm not embarrassing you on this one, but cooking was not previously something that you enjoyed or would have called yourself good at, but you have still, you primarily cook at home Mm -hmm. and you use that a lot. I can't help but wonder how much that has helped with that. But then I wonder if it's like an entry thing to now, what can I do? Could I operate without this now? I think it's that because I do use the pressure cook a lot because I do not look at my oven during the summer in Florida. Like Mm -hmm. looking at it makes the room hotter. (laughs) So it does like save there. So it does serve a purpose, but it has been a gateway into like the Instant Pot was the gateway to the air fryer Mm -hmm. and then sold those to get the Ninja. And then that was the gateway into the Spiralizer and, you know, stuff like that. So that's the creep. That's the creep portion. Yeah. It starts with something very legitimate and useful. Yeah. And then kind of goes off. It doesn't mean that you're going to get rid of it. Just that, okay, this is enough, and I'm not Mm going to go further. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Brace yourselves. This is a big one. My lifestyle creep. (laughs) We were not going to talk about this on the podcast, Jill. Um, I know. I know. But you opened the door, and you're making me because you're a good friend. We we bought a boat. (sighs) Don't say it like that. That That boat is awesome. Okay, okay. Okay, I we personally a boat. benefit we from did. it, and I love it. I know, I know, right? So maybe are you are you a support in this? Are you a? I have the support balance. I need. I have to be balanced. I, I'll to force be, you to invest, yeah. and then also take rides on your boat. Yes. To be fair, it was a used and broken boat. Very broken boat. Broken we bought boat. it broken. <laughs> it's, it still is mostly broken most of the time. Still a boat. Still something that we didn't necessarily need. We moved to Florida. There's water all around us. And it's like, well, we can't afford it. We didn't go into debt for it. But what else could we have done with that money? I will say we are now adjusting. I don't know if you know this, Jen. I probably have mentioned it. We are going to sell the boat. The boat is going to go bye-byes. And... We will make money on the boat. Eric has fixed it. He's put a lot of time and energy into fixing this boat, which is part of why we're selling it because it's like there's not just financially, there's other things that we could be doing with that time and energy that is going towards the boat. As great as it is to be out on the water, we're going to enjoy our kayaks for the next foreseeable future, make some money on the sale of the boat, learn from our decisions. It's been a great ride, honestly. Yeah. So it's and you could afford it. It did slow some other things down, mm-hmm. but good. You experienced lifestyle creep, and then you cut it in check. 
Yeah. There you go. That's the thing. Editing and auditing ourselves, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think just creating space and opportunity to identify, is this what's happening and how can I course correct? Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we can course correct and make some money in the process. Uh, That's not always the case and that's okay, Mm -hmm. but better to do that than to consistently ignore what's happening and to keep going. Yeah. Find yourself 20 years down the road. Absolutely. Not in a great place. Well, good. Proud of you. Thanks. Uh, I want one more ride on the boat if I can. Well, yeah, we're going to have to test it out and make sure that all these fixes actually worked. Perfect. Glad about that. Thank you for the boat rides. And thank you for listening. Haven't forgotten about you. You're still here. We want to thank you for your kind reviews as well on iTunes and Stitcher like this one from Metal Smith Mama. Hello. Mm. Fantastic real life advice. Just happens to be five stars. This is a great podcast with real life advice for being frugal and financial freedom. I started just looking for ways to cut bills, but they have turned me on to so many great ideas for saving money. It's reshaping my relationship with money and saving. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Metalsmith Mama. What a really thoughtful review. Thanks for leaving that. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we add you to our monthly drawing. Here's what our monthly drawing is. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook just to keep you rolling on those Mm -hmm. financial goals and accomplishments. Yes. So keep leaving us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, sending the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com, and don't Don't forget to tag us on social. We do see it. See you next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. So when are you selling the boat and when are we going back out? Mm. Well, Eric still has it apart currently for the most recent fix that needed to happen. Sadness. I think he was hoping to have it fixed by this weekend. We'll see. So at least within like the next one or two weeks, we could take it out again. But it is a good time to sell it right now Mm -hmm. as we enter into the summer. So I would say within the next month, we'll have that thing sold. Okay. Well... Uh, let us know the next time you take it out and I'll make sure that we're on it (laughs) and that we bring snacks and drinks. Ooh, not going to argue with that one. So we can really live up that lifestyle. Yeah. Before we go back to being stingy and frugal. Not stingy. Just not stingy. I know. Just, you know, without a boat, life without a boat. Life without a boat. Just, frugal just with a boat kayaks. and frugal without a boat. They're still frugal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And we can values-based spend in the future and be more intentional and planful about getting a boat. This definitely was a bit of an impulse buy and excitement just about being near water. And we can call it Brick and Gale and get go these on other the financial goals. So we'll just yeah, do that. We'll yeah. do that. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? 
Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.